one of uh, my co-hosts, Sammy, she is busy weaning her little one, Kyla. And so it's really awesome because we get to do it firsthand as we go on this journey. I think the first sort of question for Nicole would be, why is positioning so important when it comes to, to weaning and starting the solid journey? Positioning is a really good base for your baby to feel safe. And when they are starting something new, you want them to feel as safe as possible. Someone that's really trying to push to start solids like way early and your baby hasn't got actually head control yet, then suddenly you're going to find yourself short on what you need in terms of a good positioning device. You know, what, what are signs of a good chair? What are you looking for in terms of positioning your little one? Firstly, not overstressing your financial um, means. So there's definitely always low-cost alternatives, even as simple as using your lap. When they're so far back, almost the thing of something's been done to them you know versus something they participate in and I think when you know they're little human beings yes they're babies they're different they're grown but they still no one likes stuff being done to you all the time and so and the way you explained it was so beautiful that they actually now can participate and as little as they are they will participate to whatever level they can but it allows them that space and opportunity to participate. again to Let's Talk Baby. It's so exciting to be back with you and we're so excited for the series that some of you have realized is the weaning journey and what better time to do it than when one of our, my co-hosts, Sammy. Hi Sammy. Hi Kat. Hi. She is busy weaning her little one, Kyla, and so it's really awesome because we get to do it firsthand and everything's fresh in our minds and as we go on this journey. So you'll get to hear more about Kyla as time goes on, you'll get to follow her progress, um, you'll get to see little cute pics of her and those are all excited things that are in store as she gets going. So last week we spoke about the cues, so what to look for when you are weaning your baby. And this week, we are very excited because we've got an awesome guest on the show. Um, Nicole, welcome. Hi. Well, nice to be here. Thank you. It's so lovely having you. And Nicole is a pediatric physio, and she has a pediatric practice um, in the southern suburbs. Am I correct? Yeah, it's based in Claremont um, in Cape Town. Okay. And she also works in the neonatal ICU at Chris Barnard. So a wealth of information. You guys are really, really lucky to have her. We are really lucky to have her. So thank you so much. And we're going to jump in. And tonight we're going to be talking. Oh, sorry, tap that. Today we're going to be talking about positioning your baby when it comes to introducing solids. Um, and that's so important. And I'm sure, Sammy, it's something that you've had to think about as you've come into that space of starting mm -hmm. solids with Kyla. So I don't know if you want to kind of get going and just ask some good questions so that we can learn about how to position our babies when we are starting yeah. them. Yeah, I think the first sort of question for Nicole would be, why is positioning so important when it comes to to weaning and starting the solid journey? Positioning is a really good base for your baby to feel safe. And when they are starting something new, you want them to feel as safe as possible so that they're willing to fully explore, right? 
regardless of what it is, but especially when it comes to food and eating and everything that comes with it from um, the sensory system. So taste, texture, you know, the whole coordination of everything. It's all very new and very exciting. So if we can say to the body, hey, you're safe, you're secure, then, you know, I feel like then we're one step ahead already in saying, okay, well, I'm actually ready to participate here. Um, and I think that's a critical thing to look for. Yeah, yeah. And what are the sort of like um, key points in terms of like good positioning? So, you know, what are you, what are you looking for when, when you are positioning your baby? Um, so, well, also I think it's uh, relevant to mention sort of how old the baby is as well, because if you are someone that's really trying to push to start solids like way early and your baby hasn't got actually head control yet, then yeah. suddenly you're going to find yourself short on what you need in terms of a good positioning device um, mm-hmm. or chair. Um, most of the time, you know, we want to see at least babies having some head control um, when they're starting solids and, um you know, then obviously support at the trunk, support at the hips, thighs, and um, support with feet flat. Um, but if a baby doesn't have head control, how can they have trunk control? Um, so, yeah, it, it is important to look at the age um, when choosing when choosing a chair. Um, obviously, we have different babies with different needs. So sometimes a baby has to start solids um, because you know, uh, developmentally they need to, nutritionally they need to, but they may not actually have the control. And so it might vary from child to child in terms Mm. of what you're looking for. But the essence comes down to, you know, if there's no head control, how can we support in that domain? And then the rest of the body, how can we support the trunk, the hips, the thighs, and the feet being flat um, so that the baby feels really grounded? Yeah, yeah. So then, I mean, is is what you're also saying is, you know, if there's a baby that, um, let's say, has a little bit more of a lower tone or was born premature or maybe has some sort of a disability, um, there's ways to adapt positioning for them to be able to have solid safely. Um, yes. Is that right? So, so it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they can't start solids if they physically cannot. Um, had that good head and neck um, and trunk control. Correct. And yeah. then that's obviously to... a, a great time for them to come see you to, to help <laughs> out with all of that. Ideally, they uh, they would have been flagged already. Um, and, and I mean, that is to say as well that, you know, everything is so mega holistic in baby development that mm. – you actually almost need to lean on a multitude of systems in order to support the next system. And they all develop concurrently as well. So sometimes it's hard to see what the priority is because they sort of creep up so quickly. Um, But one does have to consider if there's coordination problems, what's the impact on the oral coordination if the rest of the system is not functioning so well and then the other big system is a regulation um if you are easily dysregulated even by something like momentary uh, balance perturbations then how can you still maintain the control and keep a stress-free time through feeding so there's lots of factors that come into play which is I mean it's really amazing what babies are going through in just typical development it's incredible yeah 
Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, obviously, like with everything baby, you know, you go to the shops and with bottles, there's hundreds of different bottles, um, you know, different feeding equipment and also feeding chairs. I mean, you, there's tons to choose from and mm -hmm. everybody's got their own sort of opinion. But as a pediatric physio, what are the things that you're looking out for? And like the, the parents listening, you know, if they're going to go to the shop, you know, what, what are signs of a good chair? What you're looking for in terms of positioning your little one? Um, so I'm a big believer in, you know, firstly, not overstressing your financial um, means. So if it's something that's like far out of reach, you know, don't sweat it. There's definitely always low cost alternatives, even mm -hmm. as simple as using your lap. Um, um, you know, even, yeah, we can get really, really creative. So fancy doesn't always mean best. Um that being said, there are some, you know, really amazing chairs that are super pricey, um, but there's affordable local alternatives that are just as good. And sometimes even just thinking out of the box and modifying one that's good, it just needs a foot rest, you know, then then that's an easy solution. So um, I think people just need to, to sort of see what are their means Um what is essential essential is you know is it safe is it gonna be maybe something that's easy to clean because let's be real uh, <laughs> eating is a messy experience mm -hmm. um, and then also something that I love for later on for kids is actually independence and autonomy can they learn to climb up and down or in and out of the chair themselves because that is also an important part of your food relationship is to be able to say, you know, I'm here now and I'm done now. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's really cool. I personally enjoy the chairs that bring the child level with the family, like at a meal. Um, so nothing too high, nothing too low, sort of you want to promote that social interaction as well. Mm -hmm. um, not that eating should be an isolated experience all on my own over here, um, where I'm actually sort of out of the picture. So we really want to bring the participation in. Um, and then if it's easy to clean, um, that's that's a big bonus. So personally, I've gone for wooden chairs myself um, and I've had two different chairs, similar-ish from each other. Um, you know, one had a, a little table that could clip off that was plastic that could wash and that was amazing, whereas the other one didn't. So even though it was like scrubbing the wood in between times, but you know what, they're both... They both coped really well mm. with it. Um, yeah. Those chairs. Um, and really, I can't stress the the simplicity of just having a good position on a lap. Um, mm. It works well, especially for those kids that have poor control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I love the way how you touched on um, little ones having independence and autonomy and also the social aspects of, of eating, you know, um, how positioning can tie into all of that um and it's 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 like how you say you look at things so holistically um and I think it's so important because it, it's something I've never thought of is can the chair actually be put by our table and actually you know when Kyla's a little bit older really actually include her in the family meal and so I think you know we haven't decided on a long-term chair for her um yet 
but it's something that I'm going to now really like look into and be like, okay, can that fit at our table? And so she can be included at mealtimes and not like be either super low or like above all of us. So um, I think that's a really important point and, and definitely not something that's, that I thought about. Um, something that I actually um, have always been a little bit unsure about, and I've heard a few mommies also say to me is, and I don't know if you've heard of this, Nicole and Kath, but um, it's a recommendation that when starting solids is to get a chair that like is slightly reclined so that the the child doesn't have to work so hard on holding their body up and so they can just focus on eating so they're like at a little bit of a like a recline level have you heard of that Nicole and like what is your opinion on that so um my opinion is I'm not keen um the reason being is that we need our visual system to be well you know, in the mix of things. And if you are sort of reclined backwards, now you have to use your lower gaze. That's one thing. Um, so the social uh, aspect of it, but also the hand-eye and, you know, the the visual um, input that's coming in is important to prepare for what might this, you know, be like? What's the texture like? There's a lot of information. The other thing is that if your center of gravity is behind you, and now you're having to change your neck alignment, um, you know, that is a factor. And then, sure, you might be able to, like, lift your arms up, but then you, you don't have sort of the reactions of bringing your shoulders forwards and, like, really interacting with the food as much. So those babies that are strapped backwards a lot, they almost seem to push back in the chairs <clears throat> and they almost seem to refuse Um probably a little bit more than if they had slightly looser straps and they were allowed to actually be sort of more more well aligned because you do want to have your hips and your trunk and your shoulders and your head in a reasonable variation of each other. Um, and most of the time putting babies back like that, they, they really want to come forwards. Um, so something yeah, to yeah. like the impact of, taking that center of gravity backwards. Um, and again, sure, if it's a child that doesn't have head control, then yes, they might well say thank you for that. And then maybe it's just that you modify how their thigh or their hip alignment is so that it's still stacked but in a different way. Um, mm -hmm. so you can still get the input in, in a good direction without then having to feel like they're working to come forward so much. Um, yeah, so yeah. it really does depend on the child, you know, uniquely. But if we're just looking at your average typically developing baby who's meeting everything on, on par, then I would say, okay, well, you know, let's let's allow a little bit of freedom. They're not going to fall mm. out of the chair, especially if, you know, there's still straps around somewhere. Um, yeah. Let's bring those arms in because if yeah. we can't actually investigate using our arms, then does feeding become a little bit more passive again? And that's so that's so interesting. I'm just thinking like, you know, Kath, especially with um, a lot of the sort of picky problem eaters that we see, when Nicole was saying now about, you know, the turning away and that, mm -hmm. it could be something as simple as the way that they're positioned um, and, and not allowing them to come forward. Uh, so, again, that's something that, mm -hmm. that's really interesting that we can keep an eye on. I, I like the way, Nicole, you linked it to almost like it creates 
when they're so far back, almost the thing of something's been done to them, you know, versus something they participating in. And I think when, you know, they're little human beings, yes, they're babies, they're different, they're growing, but they still, no one likes stuff being done to you all the time. Mm. And so it gives them, I, I totally understand the way you explained it was so beautiful that they actually now can participate. And as little as they are, they will participate to whatever level they can, but it allows them that space and opportunity to participate. So that's yeah. really, yeah, that, that's really lovely. Sure. The other thing that I thought I should mention is, um, you know, if you are sitting well supported, feet supported, um, and your pelvic floor is nice and relaxed, then your diaphragm can be relaxed. Now, when you come to eating and breath control and that whole experience as well, <clears throat> I feel like there would be a better likelihood of regulation because if your autonomic system is well regulated, there's no like increase of normal pressure as well, um, and you're just calm and you can breathe well and you can coordinate your swallowing um, as a new experience as well, thinking back to the early days of feeding, then mm. the whole overall experience um, should be a, a more calm affair, especially if, you know, there's going to be moments where a baby's going, oh, oh, what is this? And, you know, they're sort of trying to regulate themselves through what they're experiencing. So mm. posture can really support um, higher functions. Lovely, really lovely. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, just to kind of, if you had to sum up the top kind of four things that stood out to me, but maybe for you, maybe there were four different ones. So I'd love you to kind of give us your four top for moms to leave moms with. And um, what would those be? Um, I think I would say... Don't overthink um, necessarily the type of chair because you can adapt. Um, look for something simple that works. Um, really look in essence for something that has foot support because usually from there it's fine. Um, a good roll towel on the side of the body works wonders as well for those babies that are still a little bit wiggly or who maybe don't have as good uh, fine motor control yet, giving some stability there can really help them just free up their arms a little bit more, um, which again then leans into that autonomy factor. Um, and then I would say really look at body language because body language says a lot. Um, mm -hmm. It's not just looking at posture, but really about the almost constant movement of the body and the whole participation in you know it's like an ebb and flow of okay I'm keen now I'm not keen oh I'm adjusting because I looked over there and I lost my balance for a moment this is not the time to offer me that spoon um you know really just listening in looking into what your baby is communicating with their body because they are not yet communicating so much with words um, and them saying no isn't necessarily an outright no it might just be a wait um, and sort of just looking a little bit deeper and being patient with them as they learn about themselves as well 
Oh, I love that. I love that. I think this took a really special turn tonight, other than just like this is a good hardship for you and it must have this structure and that, you know, that was kind of my brain was hidden. And I just love the tact where it's gone of that actually positioning can play such a role in responsive feeding, um, mm -hmm. in just being led by your baby as to where they're at, how they're doing. Uh, and I just think if there's any takeaway message, um, for moms, it's that, you know, you really want to use this opportunity to make food and the feed-in environment enjoyable. And one of the ways you can do that is by the choice of how you position your baby. And so we've had some amazing, valuable tips from Nicole. Um, and so thank you so much. It will definitely have you back as we progress little Kyla on her journey. And I'm sure moms will look forward to that. So thank you so much. And thanks so much, Sammy. I hope you got some good tips. I did, I did. Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah we look forward everyone to the next episode and we will be seeing where Kyla is and busy starting her solid journey so thank you everyone bye, <laughs> bye.